I'm ready. I'm recording. Me too. Welcome to Winging It, the West Wing podcast. My name is Andrea. And I'm Sally. And we're going to talk today about the episode Privateers. Yes. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> I love this episode. I don't know about you. Do you? I, yeah, I like parts of it, yeah. I, I said I love, love this episode. So. Okay. All right. Um, so I'm ready. I'm excited to talk about it. Okay, well. Shall we? Yeah, we should sing. Yes? Yeah. We should sing. You should start us off because I have a cold and I would probably start <clears throat> it down in like a bass octave. I sound like I have a cold all the time. Anyway, so that's fine. <laughs> <clears throat> Great. <laughs> da, 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 da. At least my third episode recording in a hotel. I'm just saying. <laughs> there's, so, there's so much West Wing on the road happening. <laughs> That's good. You take it anywhere. I know. West Wing all the time. So, let's talk about privateers. Do okay. you want to regale us with a TikTok? I think since you love, love the episode, you should do it. Okay. I think, okay. I think that seems oh. good. Alright, well tell me if I miss anything. Okay. So... This is Amy Gardner's first day as chief of staff for Abby Bartlett. Yes. And on that first day, Abby wants Amy to get the president to threaten to veto his own foreign ops bill, the one that they just fought really hard to win. Correct. So she's kind of uh, up against some towering odds on that one. (laughs) Charlie has a little bit of interaction going on with Zoe and Jean-Paul. We'll talk about that. Yeah. Donna Donna was tasked with babysitting uh, this guy who's a security threat at a party, some, <laughs> yeah. some sort of party at the White House, but she's not allowed to tell him why she's babysitting him, so that's funny. Uh, Toby has a visit from his ex-roommate from college, I'm assuming. His name is Bert, and it's Cyrus from Scandal. We'll talk more about that. Yeah. And he puts Toby and Josh in some murky legal waters. Yeah. So that is very interesting. And then, oh, of course, CJ, Will, <laughs> and Amy have a run-in with Marion Coatsworth-Hay, which is incredible. Oh, also, a glacier melted. I think that's it, <laughs> yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, I think that's pretty, yeah, that's pretty much it. That's It's like the outer edges. Like, exactly. We'll, we'll get into the details. As always, but yeah. That, that kind of does it. All right. Well, where do you think? What do you, where do you want to start? We could start with the infamous Marion Coatsworth Hayes. <laughs> oh, I just, <laughs> I loved when I remembered that this was that episode. It is such so a excited. recognizable, like it's such a, people would just mention this all the time. We get this, a picture of her, the gifs tweeted at us all the time, which is great. I love it. <laughs> yeah, feel free. I know, I wanted to do it, I want to do some sort of audio clip from it, but I just, I recorded the whole scene. It's just so funny. <laughs> Allison Janney is really, which just comes in as no surprise, we know she's a great comedian, but the, her in this scene, it's mm-hmm. really, I think it's really difficult to fake, to or fake to laugh. act, like, uh, with uncontrollable laughter. Like, to... I agree! I think it's hard to fake that. I think she, she just did a wonderful job. Yeah, she was amazing. Yeah. She was pretty great throughout the whole episode. So, yeah, just to kind of give a little bit more context, um, let's see. Zoe is about to be inducted into the DAR. 
I mean, it's just like Gilmore Girls. There's so much DR <laughs> stuff going on. And I went to Harvard today. Anyway, it's like Gilmore Girls Day. So, but there is a claim uh, from the Boston Globe that Abby Bartlett's descended from a privateer. Which, well, from a pirate. From a pirate. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where the name, the, the privateer. Honestly, I don't, they pick the most obscure titles to episodes. <laughs> don't, don't you think? Uh, sometimes. I think it's kind of fun when it's, like, an obscure thing. Or not even obscure. Yeah. I mean, that was pretty, it was pretty prevalent. It was, you know, a good bit of the story, uh, or an equal part, at least. So, that's, I think that's fun. Fair I, I never understand the argument of, like, and maybe this is just, maybe I'm just naive, or I don't know, but every once in a while, in, in the real world, you'll find something comes up in the press about so-and-so's, you know, some celebrity or some politician's ancestors did this terrible thing and like it just is it it's a frustrating piece of news to come up because it's like okay but they had nothing to do with that like it just I don't know and that never feels like it should be news to me because a a lot of people did really terrible like let's look up everybody's then and like you know like there are a lot of terrible Mm -hmm. things that have happened over the past few centuries so and they're all related to somebody yeah, so it just feels like, okay, well, you know, I mean, if you can come up with something that's like their, maybe their parents or their grandparents, I could find that more interesting because they might have had a hand in their upbringing. Anyway, that's a little bit of a soapbox. I digress. <laughs> uh, yeah, I would like so to see random. the long form uh, proof that her great, great, great grandfather was a pirate. Yeah. I like that Josh calls it Captain Feather Sword. <laughs> yeah. I gotta make sure I don't laugh. Oh, God. It's a funny name to me, that's all. Just give me a second. Hang on. Okay. We're so happy that you were able to take the time to come over so we could talk this through. I'm Marion Coatsworth. Hey. <laughs> oh, so I was... I was thinking of this thing from... This thing that just happened. With the deficit. <laughs> Um, no, but also I love the the moment before they even go in to have this meeting where Amy ends up giving Marion Coatsworth Hay a fake award, the the Francis Scott Key Key, which uh-huh. is so wonderful. Where CJ put olives in Will's pockets. I thought that was the best. <laughs> that was pretty hilarious. And I like yeah, I like that Amy okay, I'll just get this out of the way. This is probably the this is your favorite Amy? It's it's probably episode. my favorite Amy episode. And I think there it has go. to be because she is sort of out of her element here. That she is, she's not quite humble, but I think she's sort of set down a peg in this scenario. Like, mm-hmm. in dealing with the First Lady, which we'll get to. But just in this, in her whole first day, I think she doesn't have that vibe of like, oh, I'm the best and I'm so smart and so sexy and I never move my mouth when I talk and all that jazz. <laughs> like, she doesn't give off that vibe. She's actually like, you know, down to business and like trying to do stuff. And so I think that was more enjoyable for me to watch than the whole like, mm-hmm. I don't know, you know? So, mm-hmm. so there, it's out there. <laughs> I, I Good. I'm so glad that you're embracing. Well, because uh, well, I love that scene. In this the, episode, the timing, I'm it. the timing with her and Will and CJ in that one scene was just... yeah. I mean, she just felt more like a part of the gang instead of I don't know. She just seemed in the past, obviously, because she is sort of an antagonist to, to Josh all the time. 
Uh, she mm-hmm. has not seemed part of the gang. And so when she's just hanging out with everybody and sort of on their level, it, it's just more enjoyable. She is more enjoyable as a character. So, there. True. What else did you like about this episode? I, I mean, okay, so I guess we're, are we done with Marion Cotesworth Hayes? Because I really liked when she was like, when Amy said, uh, Abigail was saddened you weren't coming, and she said she, and Marion Cotesworth Hayes says she was saddened? That doesn't sound like Abigail. I thought that was really funny. <laughs> but then it's also like, so she knows her pretty well. I, I don't know. I'm not going to poke holes in the pirate theory because it's such a just fun storyline. Um, I don't know. So... I thought that was enjoyable. I thought the woman that plays her was wonderful. I thought, I just, you know, I could go on and on about that storyline. I thought it was great. <laughs> so anyways, does it qualify as a storyline? It's just a big joke. It's just an ongoing joke. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> Captain Feather Sword. Yeah. So the other stuff going on is that we can talk about Toby's roommate who comes to see oh. him. Oh, man. I love this storyline, too. There's really no part of this, honestly, and you can talk about what you, what you don't like, but there's very little in this episode that I don't like at all. I think I, like, I sort of liked line. everything, but it, it just wasn't a, like, it, they didn't knock it out of the park for me. Like, it was it was okay. It was a good episode. Uh, it just wasn't like, oh, this is so great for me, you know? What I do like is Jeff Perry, who, like you mentioned, is is Cyrus on Scandal. I like that he sort of plays this, and he does this in many characters, but he's sort of like, I don't know, he's, it's like you know, like throughout the whole episode, even though I remember the first time I watched it, it's like you can already sense there's something about him you don't quite trust. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, he's duplicitous, yeah. Yeah, That's he just so plays, and he plays on Scandal so well too. Completely. It, yeah, so that was enjoyable to watch, because you really, even... Even, I mean, I like when things come out of nowhere, but even watching it for the first time, you're sort of waiting for the other shoe to drop. You're sort of like, there's, well, there's something fishy about this situation. Mm-hmm. Oh, so basically, if you haven't rewatched it recently, he wants, he's with uh, Kearney Passaic, and they're about to testify about pollution from their yeah. research or their products. And he comes into Toby's office and says that he wants protection under federal whistleblower laws. Now, granted, I have no idea how any of that works. But, like, was there was there any way that Toby could have gotten out of that at all once he had been no. told that that's what he wanted? No. I mean... Which is the point. Gosh, that sucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Basically set him up in a trap. Which I liked but when it Toby... Was... I liked when Toby starts the sentence uh, when they're in the office of the lawyer. He starts the sentence. He says, why the hell did you come to my office... And then he sort of trails off, but it's because he realizes, he's like, oh, mm-hmm. this was your plan all along, was to trap us into this. You knew what you were doing the whole time. So, I, I liked that. I liked when Toby, I liked, oh, and there was one scene, <clears throat> there was one shot where the attorney is talking and the camera is set on Bert and Toby, and Toby is in the foreground, and it's focused on Bert in the background, and as the lawyer is talking and explaining what's happening, they shift focus to Toby in the foreground as Toby is realizing mm. what is going on, and that was a great, great, great shot. I thought that was wonderful. Ooh. So, Gosh, I know there's so much drama, and it's unspoken, and then they're hiding yeah. it from the I other did, guy. And- I did like that. I made a note about that, that they made this... Because really, I mean, it's an interesting plot line, but really it's about a guy testifying about pollution, and they made it mm-hmm. so, like, 
secret agent, Juicy. you know, like Toby's passing notes yeah. and he wants to defect and da, 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 and it's this, it's just this, it, it was good added suspense to something that might have otherwise been very unsuspenseful. Yeah. Oh man. thought it was so good. And then when perfect. he, uh, Josh comes in to see Toby and Toby just has to tell him to cool out like five yeah. times, which, yeah. Not really. And when Josh, when they figure out what happened and Josh says something like, all I did was get up this morning. <laughs> that was pretty good. Yeah, and Toby, and I was understand. like, where were you when they taught federal law? Where were you, distracted by a bumblebee? Yeah. <laughs> that was really great, too, yeah. And then we forget, and I like the, that, especially because we forget that Josh is a lawyer. Same way we would forget Sam what. Like, we forget that these guys went to law school. To You know, it's mm. not mentioned a lot, so that was fun. And then, of course, at the very end of the scene where Toby realized that he's been, like, caught in this trap and there was nothing he could have done about it, the guy asks him if he can leave his coat there. And Toby is so annoyed. Yeah, he's like, like, uh, yeah, fine. yeah, you just, like, trapped <laughs> yeah, me Yeah, you just this, usurped yeah, all of my legal free scene. will. <laughs> right. Yeah, feel free to leave your jacket, bruh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was pretty great. Oh, gosh. Okay, so that was a part I liked. Uh, yeah. What else? The opening Charlie. scene with the president oh, Abby yeah. in in the residence. Mm-hmm. Thought that was great. Uh, his little. What's so funny is that I'm so just like that. He has a. He gets his wake up call for six a.m. and he's upset because he had planned to get his wake up call at five and then tell her to call back in an hour. And it's funny because I'm so just like that. Like, I, or mm-hmm. you know, like it's something that's so little, but I just make little plans in my head of like, okay, well, I'm going to wake up at this time, but then I'm going to snooze for this long. Or even just like, all right, yeah. this afternoon, like if I have free time, I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to go first. I'm going to go to the grocery store and then I'm going to clean the house. And then, you know, like I like that his, that's his mindset too. I think that's fun. <laughs> yeah. That's how he relaxes. Right. <laughs> Operation resting eagle. That's Operation so something Bartlett would button. do. Yeah, that was really yeah. funny. I thought that was great. And because she, she's like, you had a little plan. And he's like, yeah, now I missed the whole thing. That's just like me. Like if something throws me off, even though it's not like hard set plans. Sometimes on my days off, I will set my alarm for like when I have to usually have to get up for work. Like if I'm taking just a day off, I'll set my alarm for when I have to get up just so I can have the alarm go off and like relish in the fact that I don't have to yeah. get up. Which but then a lot of my friends asleep? think is insane. But like, what good is it to sleep in if I miss the sleeping in? <laughs> I'm so well, but what if, can, what if you can't fall back asleep? Does that that's ever not, happen? That's not a problem that's ever happened. It's not a thing. For me. No, that's, that's not. Mm-mm. So no, I also like that. Abby asks him, "What's going on with Leo and Jordan these days?" And he says, "I don't know, but we're going to be less. We're going to be interested in that less right now than other things." <laughs> Yeah, it was that kind was of hilarious. funny, but I also kind of felt like, oh, it's a little bit of a, I don't know. I wouldn't like it if my husband said that to me. But yeah, but he's just, I, I mean, have you one, know. So it doesn't matter. Because <laughs> then he tells her that the foreign, he says that because he has to drop the bad news, or what yeah. he knows she's going to think is bad news, that there has been an amendment attached to the foreign ops bill. That is essentially a gag rule and prevents doctors from talking about abortions, and it's a whole thing. And he knows it's not going to sit well with the First Lady. And it doesn't. He's right. Good job. (laughs) (laughs) It does not go over well. (laughs) Yeah, they have a lot of good back and forth, and Bartlett had a lot of good one-liners. Yeah, she she says, what the hell kind of free world are you running? And he says, I don't, I really don't know, Abby. The day hasn't started yet. (laughs) Really great. Gosh. Yeah, it was a great opening. 
Although I did wonder if it probably took them forever to set up to light it. Because throughout the whole scene, she walks around opening up blinds and turning on lights. So yeah, the lighting true. changes like two or three times within the scene. So setting it up probably took forever. Yeah. That's, just, that's just a hunch. Good. Great point, yeah. I also liked that Bartlett said um, that, you know, because she's saying, well, hey, you just said when we were invading Kundu, that you're for free speech everywhere. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, but they can't cook the Bill of Rights. <laughs> like, they're they're starving, and it's better to get them food than to hold out for 100% of free speech, you know? Right. And I think that's a frustrating thing as a viewer to watch. And, and this happens multiple times in The West Wing, where you have a character who's fighting for something. And, like, we know that Abby, like, should understand and, and maybe does understand logically why this has to be the way it is. And so it's frustrating for us because it's like, 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 Abby, everyone's on your side too. Like, yeah, we agree. This is not ideal, but this is the compromise we have to make to get this to mm-hmm. go forward and it has to go forward. You know what I mean? So it's frustrating yeah. to watch that back and forth a little bit. Um, but yeah, I mean, that was just the note I made that it was frustrating because we know that Abby would know that. My next note is that, even though I was just saying that I really liked Amy in this episode, I did make a note. Oh, because I, I said something about how her pictures falling off the wall is, like, my favorite thing to ever happen to Amy. And I like that. That's what I was talking about, about bringing, you know, she's part of the team. She kind of brought down a peg. I did like that Josh was the one who told some, you know, I can't remember who, some, some good old boys that he's got. And he's like, I don't really ask questions. I just love... I love all of it. I love all of the pranking yeah. that we've had in this season, specifically. Yeah. Although we had a little bit in uh, the last season as well. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, With I thought Charlie. it was great. I thought it was all great. I thought CJ saying Helena Hodworth Hooter Tutor, that was my favorite, <laughs> instead of Mary <laughs> Clinton Hay. But yeah, and Charlie. Let's move on to Charlie. Yes. Charlie. Oh, I already picked my MVPs on this one, but... And I... Clue phone. He's not my MVP, but he is my close second, I will say. Okay. All right. <laughs> so, Zoe emails Charlie and says that she, basically he needs to, like, he breaks, she breaks up with him again. She says, you know, they need to stop talking or communicating or, or whatever, which I think will be, I don't know. I don't know. But Charlie's not happy about it and Will tells him to respectfully say Disagree. No. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. I did too. I loved it. I loved it because we're all in an age of like, you know, consent now and what is creepy and what is not okay. But the reason that you can love it is because at the end when they are talking, Zoe like Ugh. cannot look at him without smiling. It is the yeah. cutest. I mean, she is just. Well, can you blame her? She no, it is the sweetest. I mean, we all know Ugh. that I ship Josh and Donna forever, but. This scene with Charlie and Zoe is just the sweetest. And they manage, both of the actors manage to bring this, like, I don't know, it's very intense and it's very, there's so much chemistry, but there also is still this little level of innocence to it all that I think Mm -hmm. is really cool. And it's just, ah, it's just a great, it's just a great scene. It was so great. (laughs) <laughs> oh, she's like, you can't um, refuse and be respectful at the same time. And he's like, watch me. And uh, it just, oh, because uh, then he tells her he I loves know. her. Okay. <laughs> so, so swoon worthy. Okay, but we have to, and I have to play a clip 
of Charlie talking to Jean Paul in his in his office because I was rolling on the floor laughing, not literally, but really in my heart I was. Because he's like, We're this is a building. We're inside. Yeah. Like it was just so I just thought his reaction was so funny for some it reason. It was really great. I don't know. It was really great. It, I thought that was a really good scene. And then, but then it even it even turned serious for a second because John Paul is yeah. high. <laughs> yeah, and that sets up some other things. Yeah, and Charlie immediately swoops in and says, and and says the line about, uh, you, you got to be careful with that. Mm-hmm. So, or he says, could you yes, be careful you with do, that? Sir. He says it very. He says a lot more sassy than, or a lot with a lot more like authority than I just said it, but. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. No, I loved I loved everything with Charlie in it. I mean, I don't know when I don't love every, I know. anything. With it's Charlie a, in it's it, really but. pretty incredible how I don't know. Like, I love everyone on the show. Charlie is just this. I guess like it's more like I'm endeared to Charlie. I don't know. It's this whole other thing. He just Dooley Hill mm. just has this quality, you know. I oh, I don't know. Oh, I'm him. familiar. Yeah, with the quality. So <laughs> anyway, um. Well, I guess the last part we haven't talked about yet is the Josh, whatever Josh was doing in this episode. I guess he didn't do a lot. He, he didn't told, really. He talked to Amy a lot. He talked to Amy a little bit, and he talked to Toby a little bit, and then he told Donna to do this, like, babysitting thing, and she was like, this wasn't on Laverne and Shirley, and he's like, it might have been. <laughs> it was just... <laughs> It was perfect because it totally felt like a Laverne and Shirley shtick. Yeah. But yeah, it. But I thought it was so funny. So yeah, um, yeah. And Josh says that they're going to celebrate. He's going to celebrate the win of the foreign ops bill. And uh, Amy's like, "What the daughters of the American Revolution?" And I think Josh said, "Like anyone's daughter will do." <laughs> yeah, daughters of anyone will do. Yeah, <laughs> it's a pretty good Josh oh. line. I love it. What else I, you got? I, I I think it's worth mentioning that since, because we've mentioned this before on the flip side, that President Bartlett does call Will, oh, yeah, we got to talk about the Alaska thing. Uh, oh, the so, glacier, duh. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Which, yeah, it, it, was a, it was a storyline all the way throughout, and, like, it should have been a more a storyline I cared about more, because, like, people die. It's like, a big deal, but I, did, I don't know. It was almost like they didn't dive into it enough I'm not sure and it was weird that like it mainly felt like Leo was handling it it was just a little mm. off kilter for me something about it but they talked to this I'm I have no idea what she was I couldn't tell yeah. you yeah a hydro something she's some sort of environmentalist sorry everyone and she is going to come out melting. yeah she's gonna come out and say that like this was because of you know, all the pollution that we have in the greenhouse gases and, like, this is our fault and, like, the White House hasn't done enough. She's going to come out and basically reprimand the White House. And instead, Will sort of takes that bullet, falls on that knife, I guess, which mm-hmm. I like that he's willing to do that. Does it? I, I don't know. I guess it carries more weight because it's coming from a White House staffer. I was going to say, like, yeah, but he's not an environmentalist. But I guess it's just because he works at the White House that it carries more weight. All of that to say, President Barlett at the end does say that Will is a good boy. And yeah. since we had mentioned it, we'd mentioned it before when people, there have been a couple instances, or maybe we've mentioned one and there will be another one later that I remember, but where they the said CJ's girl. a good girl. Yeah. And so, yeah. in all fairness of that argument, 
I wanted to bring that up because, you know, it's not fair to call it out when it happens to CJ and then ignore it later. So sure. there it is. Yeah. It I, I liked it. Yeah. It I, th- I thought it was great. I don't know. I still think it's not, it. I, I still think it's because I, I just don't, I, I know it's probably meant as an endearing thing, but it's, it really sounds condescending. Like, oh, you're a good boy. Even in, even in the male yeah. perspective. It's just like, it's probably he's a grown you man. So much about he's a grown dog. man. I appreciate <laughs> that, like, it's supposed to be endearing. Like, it's supposed to be like, it's his son kind of feeling, but it really mm-hmm. just sounds like you're a child. I don't know. It's fine. It's not a big deal. Man, guys, I promise I really love the West Wing. <laughs> I feel like it's more sensitive to people who's, who say it more often or hear it around yeah. dogs. Yeah, that makes sense. You know what I mean? Like, because I never, I don't have a dog or any sort of pet, so I never say that. So when I think of it, I only think of, like, you know, a father and his son or whatever. But, Maybe so. Yeah. Yeah, that would make sense. I say it at least 50 times a day, so. Yeah. So, I yeah. feel like Will should get a treat or something <laughs> afterwards. Oh, no. I just wanted to say about Leo he always gets stuck with all the dirty work. You know, this, this, yeah. a lot of the storylines that aren't very fun. And that's what I was going to say. By dirty work, you mean the things I don't care about. <laughs> yeah. So, but except there was like a, a very brief moment at the top of the episode when he's talking to Josh and Josh is telling him about the glacier melting. And he's like, that's not funny. And Josh is like, I'm not, that's, I'm not trying to be funny. I'm trying to brief you on a glacier melting. Yeah. And then Leo just says, sorry, man. It's <laughs> just like so, yeah, that was pretty great. It's so human in the midst yes. of all of this. That oh awesome. gosh. Anyway, just wanted to include that. Yeah. And then at the end, President Bartlett or uh, Dr. Bartlett asks him if he is going to get up at six and he's like, no, I have to get up early. Oh, <laughs> don't sign me up for that. Oh, so, gosh, just yeah. Just a little mention of that. Too early. It's too early. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, too early to function, for show. A good episode. It is. I, I like it a lot. It's it's going on my re-watch, rewatcher list. I do rewatch it more than most, but now I'm now I'm on that path in the rewatching uh, cycle where you learn the names of the episodes. Because, like, I know what happens in the episodes I like to rewatch, but I don't always know the names. I thought about this the other day because somebody referenced an episode, like, very much offhand. And I think, I really think it it has to do more. When I used to binge watch things on DVDs and you had to, like, put in, you only had a disc with four episodes. And so you memorize those specific episodes. And now you watch Netflix and it just goes to the next episode and you have nothing to do with it. You don't, I mean, sometimes you don't even look at episode title at all. And I think our Mm -hmm. nature of binge watching now has changed because of that. Um, So it's just something totally, you know, off base, but just an interesting note. At least I think that's true. You just like culturally exegeted that, Sally. You're so <laughs> smart. <laughs> Speaking of smart, no, that's not really a smart comment. Um, I, I keep thinking of the movie The Rocketeer when I hear privateers. Do you remember that movie from like the uh, 90s? I do not. Be weird if her uh, grandfather were the Rocketeer. Also, it wouldn't make sense, but. Yeah. Nope. Anyway. Hmm. Okay, well, can you pick an MVP? Prepare for your mind to be blown. Oh my gosh, what? I am picking Amy as the MVP. What? Yeah, I know. I know. Well, that is a different fox hunt altogether, isn't it? I'm I'm talking this up, though, to the fact that I don't think that anybody else had 
a strong episode at all, and I liked watching her sort of swim upstream Suffer. and find her footing, <laughs> and not, I mean, like, I just, I, I thought it was great that she was more of a fish out of water. I thought she was a much more enjoyable character. I thought it was fun to watch her try really hard at this thing that she didn't believe in. I thought it was enjoyable. It's a key. Francis Scott key. It's the Francis Scott key key. Wow. There. I'm I'm blown away, man. <laughs> I know. But again, there was also just a lack of I didn't feel like anybody else really had you a chose crazy her over Charlie. Yeah, but Charlie's always charming and like all Charlie had to do was be lovey dovey. Like Amy had to run the first lady's I'm just, office. I'm just trying to get you to change your mind, that's all. Um No, that's cool. Hey. I I yep. I like her. I think that's great. I chose CJ because okay. I feel like that I think there were multiple scenes where she was just really funny and I I thought that it added to this to the overall episode in in, in a large way or Twitter's sphere at Winging a Pod. All right, we'll catch you guys soon. Bye guys. Bye.